And welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Brazil, and this is the show where we get to talk about sports, we get to talk about business, and we get to talk about everything in between. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, smash that like and subscribe button on YouTube. Five-star review over on Spotify. Five-star review and say something really nice about me and my incredible guest today. I have Tanner Maddox. Oh, no, I screwed it up. Maddox. Uh, You said it goes both ways. We'll talk about that later. Tanner Maddox. He's the quarterback at Villanova uh, University of, as well as the founder of Athlete Squared. Tanner, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. How are you? It's a great day to be alive. Tanner, I'm excited. You're a quarterback at a Division One college program. You are an entrepreneur of many different hats. You've done many different things. You're, you're in school, right? You're a quarterback. Anyone watching, I'm using air quotes, but it's Villanova. I, I live in the area. It's, it's a pretty difficult school, so we'll give it to you on that one. Got a lot of shit going on, man, and I'm excited to talk to you about it. But the first thing I ask everybody, Tanner, on the For the Love of Sports podcast is, why do you love sports so much? Growing up, um, our... Our family has always been athletic type. Uh, my dad actually played high school, played a little bit in college. Um, but really, for me, it was just growing up. Um, I actually I have, I have four four brothers and a younger sister, but we always just grew up playing sports. Uh, we're very, very competitive. Um, you know, with the Christmas season just passing us, uh, we had a, uh, a gingerbread house contest. And awesome. The, the, how competitive that thing got over gingerbreads is crazy, but that's just how our family grew up. Um, so... We've been competitive since birth, and um, really, it got beyond that point, and I realized that you know God gave me a talent and a desire to want to play sports at the top level, um, and I just I fell in love with it. I love that, man. Yeah, I'm sure those uh, Thanksgiving, do you guys do like a turkey bowl Thanksgiving? I have to assume, right? It, it, describe that a little bit. Like, like in, you know, go outside, throw the pigskin around, oh, you know, yep. 3v3, 4v4 kind of stuff, mom and dad, everyone, everyone kind of out there playing, tackling. It's supposed to be touch, but, you know, every once in a while. Yeah, we, we played a, a few years ago. We played in a men's league, and that was – it turned – I mean, like you said, it's supposed to be touch, but we're, you know, we're out there tackling people, and that's just – it's the nature of it, man. That's, but yeah, it's we football, definitely baby. It. It's football. Come on. Like, it, like if we're – come on. You've played this. As you said, your brother's played this, so you guys know what's going on. And, and I think it's awesome again, man. Like, I do want to talk about it. You are a Division One athlete. You are a quarterback, right? That is the – I love all sports. Every single one I'll watch, and we can – Kind of, maybe not objectively, but I could say, you know, obviously, quarterback is probably the most important position in all sports, right? You got goalie in hockey, you have pitcher in baseball, but I don't think it's the same because you're going out there, the ball's in your hands every single play, and it's your decision to make every single play, and I think that that's very important. Um, you're the first Division One athlete to come from your high school, as you said. Multiple brothers with you, uh, you know, along with this ride. What kind of pride does that bring to you, to your family, to, you know, your community to see kind of someone like yourself i not quite get out but like be able to go and take as you said that god-given ability that talent that you were given put it to the max and go you know to a great school in villanova and go have the potential to be a starting quarterback one year yeah um i mean i have a lot of pride in everything i do um i'm when i go at things i go you know 100 miles an hour um i'm you know over the top i do you know everything to the fullest extent to make sure that i'm in the best position possible so um you know Growing up and going to that school, there was you know nobody that ever made it out of football. That just wasn't it. We were a big soccer school. Um, our soccer team's you know very good, um, but you know I love football and um, and it kind of just it got to the point where while I was in high school, I really I really have I was thinking about like maybe I could transfer out, go to a private school or something um, where I have a better shot. Um, and it ended up just not working out. And God kept us you know where we were, um, and those were those were three of the best years of my life there. Um, I got to play. 
as a sophomore, and I had all four, we're all year apart, so there's four Maddoxes That's and every, awesome. you know, one in each grade playing on our team. Um, and then up through my senior year, just playing with my buddies and um, just contributing to, to a winning, you know, turning into a winning program was just, that was more, that was, I had more pride in that than um, making it out really. Um, but I, I just think that um, the biggest thing for me is like the next generation of kids um, because of the, the stipulation that comes with, you know, we're not a winning team. We, you know, we didn't really, you know, we had nobody that made it out of our football program. And just now that there is like a, a glimpse of hope, uh, I guess, in a sense that like you can do it too. All you got to do is work. Um, and that's really what it boils down to. That's awesome, man. Yeah. The, uh, so my mom was one of eight. So I have to assume like the same kind of thing where you walk around the town she's from. Oh, you're a Galapo. Oh, oh, you're a Galapo. Oh, you're a Galapo. Right. There was like for 10 years, there was one kid, you know, practically throughout the entire school yeah. system. So all the parents knew and all the people I have to assume it's something very similar. As you said, four of you guys being four years apart, you have your younger sister in there as well. Like I assume the whole community had to really rally around and be so excited to hear the day when you got to open up that letter and say, yep, I'm going to Division One." Yeah, um, I was always, you know, I'm a, I'm a very confident person. I think it contributes to my, my quarterback, but um, I always used to just tell people, um, I would get in arguments with people and say, I'm going, you know, I'm playing Division One football. And um, really when it came to, uh, you know, when schools start reaching out to me, I had Division Two, Division Three schools reaching out to me, and I, I literally just told them, I said, I'm not, you know, I'm not playing anywhere but D1. Um, and people, some of the coaches really got, you know, annoyed with that. Um, but that was just my mindset. So, you know, when that, when that day really came and I, you know, I got the call, they said, Hey, we want you to come down. We're going to give you, you know, a full ride scholarship. Um, it, it, I didn't even, you know, I didn't even know really how to react. I actually, my reaction was, Oh, that's literally what I said. I was like, Oh, well in that, in that case, um, you know, I'll see you. Um, yeah, but, I'll see, I'll uh, see you guys. When do I move in? Thanks. <laughs> and yeah. And, um, it's, it's funny that I actually, I went down and I committed the next day. Didn't leave it open for, I had, um, I had four more schools lined up that already said they were going to offer me on the visit, and I t- called them all and said I'm not coming. I got the one I wanted. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when, when that day came and I got that call, it really just um, – more more my family just because they got to see, um, you know, on a closer, you know, on a closer, I guess, scale in a sense of how much work I have put in. Um, and, you know, they've seen me where I'm – you know, I, I used to wake up at 3 a.m. and eat um, to put on weight. I put on 35 pounds in one year. And just wake up at 3 a.m. And like my mom making me breakfast. Like it's it, that's the cool part too. Is my mom always packed me you know, these huge lunches and all of our brothers like to see that payoff and my mom's work and my dad working hard at work and you know to provide for going to camps and stuff like that. Um, that that was uh, really cool. It just seeing everybody else's work around me pay off. That's awesome, man. It takes a village for sure. Um, and, yes, you know, obviously there's enough of you that you guys probably could be considered a village. Uh, so I think that's, yeah. that's pretty important, man. <laughs> but with that, right, so you, as you said, you were, you always knew, you always had the, the feeling, the thought that you were going to go Division One. which, hey, man, I've, why not? If that's what you want, you go for it, right? Like, it's, it's gotten you this far. I am curious, what is it like now that you're there? And not so much from an actual playing standpoint. We can get into that a little bit. But really, the, the thing that I'm most interested in is, now with NIL, now with these opportunities, you always had the opportunity to grow your brand as a quarterback at a Division One program. That was always the opportunity, right? Like that is king man, you know, top man, like you know, whatever you want to call it. Like it's, it's incredible. How have you tried to take advantage of that? You know, only in these few short months that you've been there, how have you been able to take advantage of the opportunity that says, "Hey, like I want to build my brand. I want to meet people that I would not have been able to meet." 
prior or without this, you know, kind of label, if we may? Like, how have you been able to take advantage of being the quarterback, not on the field, but off of it? Um, I mean, the first thing I would go with is really, I mean, I have, you know, obviously run business and stuff, and that's really where it's coming to the biggest play is just, um, you know, meeting meeting people, um, you know, the alumni and stuff like that, and really wanting to just network. Um, that's something that uh, my quarterback coach um, and our OC there is very big on. Uh, we have alumni come to our practices, and we'll literally stop, you know, our quarterback drills and be like, he'll be like, hey, go over there, shake his hand, meet Talk him, say hi to him. Yeah, and um, I actually, uh, you know, Philly's pride right here, uh, uh, Brian Westbrook, like he played with uh, my OC, so like getting to meet him um, was was really cool because um, you know you grow up and you grow up. You know, I grew up all in Philly. It's just like you know who Brian Westbrook is, and to be able to like meet him um, was just cool. It's just you, you really do um, you get part. You're part of a family that's a lot bigger than just the team you're on at the moment. You're part of the family that. Um, you know, played 30 years ago. You know, it's, it's, it's really cool to network. It's, it's never ending and it's never going to stop growing. Network is your net worth. I heard that once and I thought it was a little hokey, but I, you know, kind of leaned into it. And now I, I network constantly. I mean, this show is an easy way for me to network. Right. And then telling people about the show, another easy way to network. And I, I just love meeting people and asking them questions but also just understanding where they came from, who they are and how they've done what they've done. And more importantly, how I can help, right? Like I, because I've met so many people, I can connect you with a couple. I already have a couple shout out Jane Santora right out of, uh, right out of Philly himself, LaSalle baseball. You don't worry, Tanner, you guys are going to get connected. James, if you're listening, uh, you already probably got connected. So I, I think it's really important for people to do that because that's the spider web effect at that point. You're able to meet someone like Brian Westbrook who, Maybe he likes your idea for a business that can turn into something one day. Or maybe your OC introduces you to one of the alumni that has nothing to do with football, but, man, this guy know, knows a lot of people, or this girl knows a lot of people in the business world that you can then pick their brain and see where they go from there. You're 18 years old. You have so much time. If you're already starting to network now, it's compound interest, in my opinion. So you're going to continue to do what you do, which I absolutely love, man. So uh, moving from the sports aspect to the business aspect. I mean, I have written down here, you created a board game when you were 11, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and sold it uh, at the local, at the local shop. Uh, you had a drop shipping business when you were 15, you had an NFT project, uh, that you just had, um, culminate over the last year and change. Like, uh, before we get to your, the business you're currently running, where does this business acumen and this business drive come from in your life? Um, so my dad, uh, he owns his own business, um, does like restaurant maintenance, um, Love and it. you know, PA, he does, he's down, open up a branch down in Florida. Um, but there was just something that never sat right with me with working for somebody. Um, I, it's just not the life I want to live. Um, and that's why, you know, growing up, I never liked school just cause it kind of, in my opinion, man. Kind of, yeah, it, it like puts you in a, in a, you know, teaches you how to be a really good employee. And that's just never was it for me. I always wanted to, you know, own my own business. I wanted to create something. And I think that also just goes with my competitive drive is like, I can always do better and I can compete with anybody. Um, so that's kind of, I think that's where the, the drive really came from was just my dad uh, being a role model in my life and seeing him own his own business and being like, well, why can't I? And where do these ideas come from? I mean, the board game, drop shipping, like at, fi- at 15 years old to, to run a drop shipping business and make five figures, like that's pretty legit. Like <laughs> where, where are you getting these ideas and either your brother's helping you or your parents helping you or you just kind of on the internet perusing? What, what are you doing and how are you developing these? Yeah, so um, I mean, the board game, um, I honestly just thought stocks were a 
were cool. Um, it's funny that right. that's where that's where things come from for me. My ideas are just like I want to learn about stocks, um, and I got this book that was pretty. I mean, I don't want to butcher it here, but it's pretty much every, the title was "Everything You Need to Know for Investing in Your 20s and Early 30s" or something like that. Love it. And I just thought, like, well, you know, I was 11 at the time, and I was I hated reading, but I was like, well, if I want to learn it, I might as well learn it from somebody that, or you know, from the viewpoint of a 20-year-old. So um, I read this book, and I just started creating a board game because I, I love playing. We played Monopoly as kids. Um, shoot, like every other night. And mm-hmm. if you know anything about Monopoly, it takes 12 hours to finish yep i hate monopoly <laughs> um, I, I we did it so much that i i do end up hating it now um but yeah we grew up playing monopoly playing different games um and i just thought well i love monopoly and i want to learn about investing so i was like let me combine a board game with investing um and i want to make it accurate so that like if you played the game you actually learn something um so i did the research for it and um i built i built the first one literally just drawing on cardboard uh, and then it was paper glued to cardboard to make it look a little bit nicer. And then I got like paper that you can peel and stick after printing it. Um, and then, you know, I just keep working my way up until I was going to like a Staples and would have them print it for me onto a board. Um, and then I've officially made a prototype when I was 15, um, an, an operating one. Um, I've actually, I've never played it or anything like that. Um, uh, we, we didn't sell it in stores. I think you were getting the, like we were, we just made it in a store. Oh, um, apologies. But... So, but that would be, um, it's funny, but from 11, I probably worked on it from like 11, 13, took off for a year, then 15, picked it up and then got it to an actual prototype. And I would like to say that in 10, 15 years, I'll do something with it. Pick um, it up again. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the idea is I honestly would just say just things that I thought would, I would like to learn. Um, drop shipping was that drop shipping, you know, like you said, it turned into a, a five figure company. Um, but I really did it for fun, um, or for, yeah, whatever. I don't forget what it was, but, um, I just thought it was fun. I, I did, I sold dog trackers. Um, it's called PetSmart or, or Smart. No, no, see, I was going to say, wrong. that's the lawsuit. Sm- <laughs> yeah. Smart Paul. Sorry. Um, and it would track, it was just dog trackers, but it was something that I found that would have a high profit margin. And I was like, well, I want to learn drop shipping. So I did that. And then I got tired of it. I just, stop doing it but i just want to learn it so i i did it and then how about the nft project i know you did something uh blind bunnies and it was yeah. kind of it, it helped with the impa- uh, the vision impaired community if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you explain it exactly what you did yeah so that idea was from i would like to say rooted from the, the investor board game that i created was i learned all the stuff about it um, and then i started i started day trading um around 15 i started doing some stocks when i was younger but I really picked it up pretty heavily around like 15, started doing, um, you know, like trading on my dad's account. I was going to say um, legally. Yeah, yeah uh, legally on my you dad's were, you account. You were just, you know, suggesting things for yep, him. Yeah, suggesting him so. for, yeah, to do. Um, and I found it, you know, I run into NFTs around, you know, like 17 years old. And I'm like, seems pretty similar concept. You know, you're buying something that you think is going to increase in value. So I went to it, did research on, you know, everything you could look up about an NFT project and, you know, I bought and sold them and I did uh, very good with it. And then I realized, you know, how much money are these people making? They're actually selling the projects and the fact that they're doing nothing with the money except for just pocketing it. So that's when I created Blind Bunnies, which would help people that were visually impaired. Um, I don't really know why I picked that. I just kind of was like, this is something that I could see myself being passionate about. So I just went with it. 
That's awesome, man. Yeah, and the alliteration never hurt. You're helping people. There's a couple different things that you're, uh, you're you're getting into there, which I think is pretty cool. So obviously throughout your life, and it's it's I keep hearing 15 and being like, damn, that was so long ago. Because for 15, 15 was 15 years ago for me. Yeah. For you, it's you know three years ago. It's like yeah. freaking you know the beginning of COVID at that point. So um, yeah. just kind of hearing and understanding that it is you know I'm figuring it out in my brain a little bit. So now you have started a new company. Uh, now focusing on NIL and athletes called Athletes Squared. Tell us exactly what you're doing with Athletes Squared, Tanner. Yeah, so from the college aspect, from the college side of things, we're allowing them to monetize their names. So, you know, a lot of kids um, that you see with NIL dealers are, you know, Bryce Young, the guys that are, you know, all the way at the top. Those 1% are the guys of the 1%. That, exactly. So, the, you know, we're getting – so, you know, when they say NIL dealers are for all college athletes, there's not deals for all of them. And, you know, and a lot of the time when you see Bryce Young, you know, you know, uh, advertising for things, it's, he's advertising for somebody else's brand, somebody else's name. He's just using, you know, his platform to do so. Um, and the whole idea behind what we're doing is we're allowing them to train. So you put out training content and stuff, but you're using the skills that you have worked your whole life for, the training that you've used your whole life, and, you know, the performance that you're putting forward on a field to show that, you know, this is why I am where I am. And we're allowing you to monetize you, yourself, um, through training. So um, it's, you know, if you're a D3 player, you could put out really good content and get users to come and subscribe to your, to your training. And, you know, this is a deal that from the top-notch guy to the, you know, the bottom guy, everybody has a fair shot. Um, it's all about what you want to do with it. And that's really the big thing for the college, I think, is we're offering, we're offering an opportunity for everybody. Um, and from the user side of things, I mean, just for personal experience, and even now, um, I watch Caleb Williams' highlights. I've watched him all throughout high school into college, and I still do. I, in the off-season, I study Caleb Williams' films. There's probably a million screen recordings on my phone um, of Caleb Williams because, you know, when you want to get better at something, you, you look at somebody else that's either ahead of you or doing it better than you. Um, and, you know, I think that's the, probably the best way to learn, in my opinion, than somebody that, you know, played 20 years ago. The game changes way too fast. So we're allowing users to learn from somebody that is in college where they want to be training and what they're doing and how they're performing to get where they're at. And I think it's like our slogan is training closer to the game. I think we're allowing and bridging that gap between, you know, where you want to be to where you are now. And the best and the best way I see that is training the same way somebody is training now that's there. So that's the... Um, whole idea behind Athlete Squared and why we started. That's awesome. I think it's so cool that you were able to kind of connect those dots, right? Why Why is Bryce Young, why is he not promoting himself? Why is he promoting mm-hmm. someone else's brand? Well, it's money. <laughs> not everyone's yeah. getting those gigantic deals, though, so why not promote yourself from within to help younger athletes understand the game that is currently being played, that they are trying to play themselves? I think that's awesome. So just to clarify, essentially what happens is an athlete like yourself will upload content, video content of training, specific trainings for specific positions. Is it specific days? How exactly? I guess you said it's kind of a, you know, whatever the athlete wants to do. But what have you guys seen or, or where do you see athletes kind of taking this a little bit more? Is it just, hey, I do 20 reps of this and 30 reps of that? Or is it a little bit more specific down to the position, the day, the, you know, you know, three days before game day? This is what I like to do at, you know, defensive line, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, so the way I tell people, so, you know, we're going to be live in hopefully mid-2023. We're looking for May-June areas. So, um, but the way we've kind of talked people is what would I do if I was training myself when I was seven? And that's how I look at it is I'm training my position 
and saying, as a seven-year-old, this is what I wish I would have been able to, you know, know. And you always hear that a lot is like, what would you tell your younger self, you know, your younger business self? And you hear that a lot. It's a popular question, but there's so much value behind it. And that's why we just say, train your younger self. So when you're putting out content, you're putting it out for a young quarterback. And I don't want you to think of it as somebody else's kid or, you know, some kid in the middle of nowhere. Think of yourself. What would you do? And you'd put a lot more effort into it if you thought you were training your younger self. So that's kind of the way we see it is like, there's no specific, you know, algorithm. There's no specific, you know, set schedule of like, this is what you're supposed to post. And to kind of go back on your question, um, you know, at the beginning was like, are, are these guys going to be trained? Um, we're going to offer like almost like coaching tips. Like this is how you should be doing it and how you should be operating. Um, but at the same time, like there, I don't think one shoe fits all for training. I just, I don't, I think that, you know, quarterbacks, a lot of the stuff is on the field or in the, in, in, uh, you know, in a film room for a o lineman, it might be in the weight room and, you know, less on the field or something like that. So, um, I think it changes and varies and that's why I think you have to leave it up to the athlete to actually, you know, put out what they think is valuable and train, like I said, their younger self. That's pretty cool. That's always a great way of doing it. When I wrote my book a couple of years ago, that was exactly what I did. I wrote it for my younger self because like, hey, like, I, it would have been nice to know this stuff. So hopefully some of you guys can take advantage of it. So I think yep. that's, you know, kind of kind of always a great idea when, when thinking of stuff like this, especially when talking to a younger, younger crowd, younger generation from. So you have two sides, right? You have the user base side and you have the athlete side. How how does it work? Like, are you, I assume you kind of have to have both, right? You can't really have a chicken or the egg. You kind of need chicken and the egg, but how do athletes get paid? What is, what does the payment look like? Is it based on the content that they're putting out? Is it the better you are? Do you set your own prices? I'm kind of curious about the, the marketplace side of this from the athlete's perspective. Yeah. So from the athlete side of things, um, you technically set your own price. Um, and I say technically because we will advise, um, like all things, you know, we have to make sure we're kind of monitoring um and so what our thing does is it actually takes like your social media size um like your following it takes your position and it takes your you know your position in your sport um and you know like a few other things and it'll pretty much put together okay this is where you kind of line up on you know almost like a social scale so you know obviously guys that are bryce young if they came on the app they're gonna have an advantage you know that's just how it is you went to you know but we want to offer that opportunity to everybody so we will base price lines um but you can do really whatever you want and if people are willing to pay it then they're willing to pay it so um that's the whole idea is so you create content you set your own prices and users come on and they subscribe to you and like then we take a percentage from that um we take around 30 percent um and that's just for using our platform helping you create all the content and stuff like that uh, i think it's from what we've seen from surveys um it's actually way less than what people have actually expected us to take um, which is, you know, a good sign to see, but, um, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's how the, the whole app is going to operate, um, in a sense, and that's how they're going to make money. And the cool part about that is, is we understand college kids, you know, don't have the money to spend up front. You know, if they're, if they're not getting huge NIL deals, they, you know, they don't have a job, so they're not going to be, you know, just have money. So you can sign up, you can do everything for free. You can start creating content for free. You don't have to do anything. We just take our cut and we send you your money. Like it's just, you're pretty much just you post content and start making money the same day if you wanted to. That is awesome. And shout out, shout out to you guys for coming up with that idea. I think it's it, it allows at so many athletes an opportunity to really monetize however many social followers they have in whatever capacity, which I think is awesome. And it's 
probably going to be very easy. There's going to be some awesome athletes that come out of this, hopefully making a lot of money. Hopefully you guys are going to be doing well too. And really being able to say like, Hey, this is going to be my workout for the day. If you want to actually, you know, do it along with me, or if you want to, you know, in kind of funnel people to your platform to allow them to then buy in, um, to, you know, kind of their, their weekly regimen. And it sounds like, you know, if they learn something new, they could post it up, right? Like it's not, it's not going to be static. It's not five, you know, six videos. It's going to be a continuously evolving, continuous growth uh, of the athlete themselves and how they can then, as you said, kind of help their seven-year-old self, uh, and really being able to become better at the sport that they love so much. Yeah. So like, and to go back on that kind of, I like your, your point with like how it's just kind of, it's not static. It's just, it, it's continuous. And, um, like that's one of the, the big things is like, our, our, you know, when, as an athlete, you go on and you would say, I think I'm going to post, you know, twice, twice a week or, you know, maybe four times a month or something like that. So you set, you know, how much you project to, you know, put content out. Um, but like, for example, let's say you've been on it for a year and you have a hundred pieces of content already created or 200, like as a user, when you get on and you unlock their page, you get access to all of that stuff and what they continue to make. So like you can literally go from athlete to athlete. And the cool part is, is, um, according to surveys that we've run with users is people are expecting to what they're going to spend on our platform versus what they're spending right now is 91% less. Wow. So, you know, our platform starts, it's minimum is five ninety nine a month um, for content. And then, you know, it obviously ranges depending on athlete. Um, but, you know, according to our survey over, you know, people are spending on average over 200 something dollars a month, you know, on just on training. So we're allowing you to get, you know, training from somebody that is in in the moment living in it training you know every single day to be you know the best athlete they can be in in a position that you want to be at um, and you can get it for cheaper because it's not specific for you you know obviously there's that aspect of it so they're not creating it you know like this is just for you know joe over here mm -hmm. but he's creating it for a specific group of athletes that want to be where he's at and what he would teach himself. So, um, I just think the value to what you're getting is just, it's, it's going to be incredible and that's what we want. Yeah. And, and, you know, from the athlete's perspective, they all want to try and bring as many people to the platform as possible because maybe that your one user uses you, but maybe they also use your friend and maybe your friend's friends. Yeah. Right. And like, you know, the, it kind of is the, um, the sum is greater than the parts itself because these users, right, on the, on the, uh, the, the, the people that are looking to train, they're going to be going from athlete to athlete seeing who they like the most, right? Maybe they come in through, you know, you, Tanner, but then they find, you know, one of your teammates or, or a quarterback across the country. It's like, I actually like what he does too. You know, I'll, I'll subscribe to both of them. It's 20 bucks a month and I get all of their workouts and all of their training sessions and anything. Is there going to be any sort of like um, – kind of communication for like an extra charge where it's like an extra five bucks you can you know chat with me directly like hey you know this doesn't work for me so much what would you do in this situation do you have anything like that in mind is that a little further down the line maybe i'm getting ahead of myself a bit no you know it's that's that that'll be part of it um we have just like a paid messaging feature um you know if you want to shoot them a you know shoot them a message and say you know whether it's about training or whether you just want to reach out to somebody that you, you know is your role model which i think is really cool um we have, we have that part of it. And then we're also, um, we're working out or figuring out how to really incorporate, we want like almost feedback for our users so that, you know, if you just shot, you know, you do training and you shot a video of you doing the training going, Hey, am I like, am I doing this correctly? Um, we're trying to figure out how to do that without, you know, causing you to spend money or anything like that, yeah. like a free way to coach up because like really our biggest thing and the reason we're creating it is we want to be able to serve these people to the best of our ability, allow them to get exactly what they want. Um, and that's why, like, 
every video um, that a user or an athlete will post has like tags of like what it works on. Yeah. And you can, so like you can really find out and see every um, athlete has to put on like a, almost like a free trial video of a workout so that you as an, a user, now you can see, okay, these are the tags that they use and okay, I'm interested in this. Now I'm going to go watch this video to make sure that it is what I want and it's filmed, you know, in a, in a higher quality and the description matches it. So like we're really making sure that before you spend any money, you can make sure this is the exact guy I want. And that's what's cool. Like what you're saying is like, if you go to a guy and you thought you were going to train from him and you find out, well, maybe I don't want to go with him. There's so many other people that you can go and look and find exactly what you want to serve your needs the best way possible. Yeah, I think that's awesome. It just allows for more opportunity for these athletes, again, to make a couple bucks uh, through their own names, uh, image, and likeness, which I think is great. The idea is great. The, the idea, I think, is really cool, and it will help a lot of people, not only just the athletes, but it will help the people that are looking to be trained by these athletes, right? But do you have a background in, like, building apps and products and software? Like, where where did that aspect come in, and how – I feel like that's probably the most just annoying part of this whole thing because the idea is great. It's the execution of – making sure that platform is always up to speed and the tags are working properly, right? It's all that that is probably not the most enjoyable aspect of it. Yeah, so I mean, like like really in any business that I've run, I have zero experience um, and I'm a huge researcher. So um, from the software aspect of things, you know, we're outsourcing that. Um, it's actually a friend of a friend. Um, he's always he nice. Does, he's very, yep, it's, he's very, very good at what he does. Um, and, you know, that's like what we're starting to figure out right now is how we want to set that up. Um, but you know, from my, from my perspective, I didn't know anything about software development. Um, and I actually found it's called CS 50 Harvard, put their computer science, um, course online. And I've been taking that, um, just cause I need to be able to understand it. Um, if I'm going to run a business and I'm going to run it competitively, I got to make sure that I'm, you know, I know what I'm doing first of all, but I need to know how to do it to the best of my ability. So even if I'm not the software designer or, you know, engineer, I need to make sure I know what I'm doing um, to be able to make calls that can help, you know, really take Athlete Squared to a different level. So um, that is definitely the most annoying part of, of running this. Um, it's definitely the software side of things, but um, it's necessary because we want to make sure users have a great experience. Athletes have a great experience while they're on our platform. Yeah, because it's such a new idea, if someone comes on and it just doesn't work, it's going to be so easy for people to be like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, it's just it's so, so easy. So exactly, you're going to have a couple minutes uh, initially, not even seconds, to make sure that everything is working smoothly and it's, it's proper. And as you said, like, you get that free video or that free trial, you can look, you can see, you can search, you can do other things and really make sure that that's working. So you have the software side down. Also, just want to mention, again, just make sure everyone's aware, you're taking a Harvard-level course on top of being a, uh, a a college quarterback, on top of your classes, on top of running the business. So we don't need to get into it, but just want to make sure everyone understands the amount of effort that you're putting into this because it's absolutely incredible, babe. Kudos and congratulations to you. Um, marketing. How are you finding both the athletes? I feel like the athletes is, hey, post content, but like not everyone wants to post content about that, right? So how are you finding the athletes that want to do this and are going to be engaged and not just do it three or four times and then forget? And how are you going out and finding the users that will come in and pay? Because without paying users, you just got a bunch of athletes posting workout videos that yep. nobody's making money from. Yeah, so we've so from the the survey aspect of things, that's kind of how we've really been reaching out as of right now is we're having people take surveys so we can get data. Um, 
um, from the user side of things, there's two ways we've done it. Um, we've just used Instagram, social media, stuff like that. And we've reached out to pages that, you know, maybe they're football fan pages or soccer or basketball fan pages. Um, and we have them just put the survey out. So, you know, we'll get results that way. Um, and in other ways, we've been running it through school athletic directors. Um, so nice. we, we actually have a list of 3,200 athletic directors across the whole U.S., um, and we have just been reaching out and saying, hey, you know, we're looking to run a survey to help athletes you know, train. Um, so those are a few ways that we've been doing it. Um, and really the results we've seen are better than we thought. Um, you know, there's a little bit of nerve when you start running a survey after the idea is already there. And you think you know, in your head, you're like, well, it logically makes sense that people want to use this. Um, and you know, once people start taking the survey and you got data to back it now, it's like it, it just there's a, a relief that comes with that. Um, but from the, the college aspect of things, it's really the same thing. Like we'll use like sports pages, you know, that we've mm-hmm. been talking to or, um, you know, one, the first way we did it was we just went to college athletes at schools and we were like, yeah, like we'll, you know, we'll pay you to just post on your story or, you know, send it in a group chat, you know, or something like that. So um, that's actually part of our, our plan once we get to market is actually it's, we're just calling it our college tour and we're going, you know, from college, these big colleges and we're just pretty much like getting one to two guys at each school and we're saying like listen we want you to like get it to your friends whether that's you know through like just talking to them or messaging them or sending in a group chat or something like that um, and really just get it out there we're not saying you know you have to hop on we just want people to you know put it in front of them and let them do what they want you know with it so um, those are like the two really social media is probably the biggest way but those are the two ways we've really managed those sides Villanova, Temple, Rutgers, Penn State, Fordham. There's there's a lot of schools up here in the Northeast that you know yeah. they're not all big football schools. I mean, obviously Rutgers, huge football school, but um, the you know the opportunity for to get that out, as you said, for basketball, for for soccer, for mm-hmm. rowing, right? Like Princeton, go yeah. come here. I'm 20 minutes away from Princeton, right? You can come here and and talk to those athletes. Like there is a lot of different athletes around, and so the athlete side of it makes sense. Again, here's an opportunity for you to make money, but is the expected generation from the user side going to just be through the athletes or are you guys going to try and do some supplemental marketing on top of it to make sure that we have enough people coming in it's not just whoever you bring in they use you and it's kind of a small group of people the more people you have on there the more opportunity is for all these athletes to make money so yes i'm sure there's going to be a lot of pull but what's going to be from the athlete side what are you guys going to do to try and supplement and bring as many younger users to the platform yeah, so we're actually, um, are you familiar with NCSA? It's a recruiting platform. No. So they're the, they're the biggest recruiting platform in the world. Um, they've, they are in the, in the U.S., um, and they've been running, I want to say, a little over 10 years. Um, and since then, they've, had, they've sent over uh, 250,000 kids to college that have committed through them that so you know they're a very very big platform so we're probably hook you up with athletes too so that's pretty easy yep so all those so kids that go there are looking to get recruiting help they're trying to get help with networking with colleges getting in front of colleges getting their film in front of colleges and numbers all that stuff so we're actually we've already agreed and partnered with them uh when our when we launch and we have you know we're we're able to send out emails to them um each kid that goes on their platform is uh, assigned a recruiter and that recruiter, if you know, if he thinks necessary or he or she thinks necessary, can send them to our platform because we are partnered. So um, that's you know one of the ways that we have already lined up. Um, we've been talking to ESPN um, for you know different sports, and we've talked to um, Ball is Life for basketball. So different ways to promote through social media. Um, 
then we understand that just as well as you do. I mean, it's a great question because it's important. There's going to be pool. We know that. And we want to make sure that there is more than enough users on our platform. Um, and, you know, I think we're solving a really big need. Um, I, you know, obviously there's other training companies out there, but um, just just from the user side of things and the surveys we've run, like we're coming out with 96% of kids that take our survey are looking to use our platform. A lot of them are already signed up. So, you know, we're creating these, you know, these giant lists and giant databases that we're pulling from. And, you know, there, there's a lot of interest. So um, we're going to continue to help our athletes the best we can um, to push users um, into our platform. Yeah, I think it's awesome, man. Like, I think, like, obviously the college aspect of it, the NIL aspect of it is great. I mean, I worked with Olympic athletes. I'm sure many of them could be interested in this type of program, right? The opportunity they get to teach what they're doing, how they're working out from an Olympic level. Like, you don't get that anywhere else. And I think it's so cool that you get, like, that kind of down-to-earth athlete aspect of it, right? Because athlete-to-athlete is different than trainer-to-athlete or coach-to-athlete. There's that kind of, not barrier, but there's that difference in mentality, right, of that coach being like, no, you have to do this. And if it's an athlete being like, this is how I got here. If you want to do that, you're going to do this this exact way, right? There's that, that kind of camaraderie almost with that. And I think what you've been able to build here, man, I, I, I'm very excited to see it when it comes out in a couple months. Maybe we'll have you back on the show. Tell us some of the cool things that you've had on. But uh, I think it's awesome, man. Kudos. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um, and that's part of the reason we were kind of like we went with this route was just because, like, I know from experience, like, Trainers, they could have been, you know, the best Division One player, All-American. Um, but, you know, if that's – and the crazy part is, is, like, if that was five, ten years ago, the game has just – I mean, like, I, I know it's a simple thing to think about, but, like, turf, for instance, like, yep. the, the, like just how fast our game and technology is changing, and we're still using the same stuff for training. We're using, you know, ex-players and stuff like that. And not to say there's none out there, and there definitely is a lot that are highly qualified um, – but I'm just like the game changes so much from year to year that you know to use something that's ten years out of date in a sense. I don't want to say it like that, but you know what I'm saying like it's just to use something that's somebody that is in it right now. It's just I think the value that's coming from that is is just it's going to be something that we're not going to be able to project really. Well, to think about it, I mean, we saw what Georgia just win the national championship. I mean, they beat Ohio State essentially for the national championship game. <laughs> no shot at TCU. Shout yeah. out to them for what they did, but like. What do you, eighty million dollars is put into their program? Now, some of that's for this, some of that's for that. A significant amount of that is for health and training and recovery. Maybe you guys aren't going to have any Georgia players on the platform, but you know, out of the gate, you're going to get Division One athletes who are literally at the top of the top of the top. Like these programs spend more money than professional programs do on this because they have so many more people, so they're learning so much more. They are so advanced. Yep. Like, they're doing so much more and learning so much. These athletes on a year-to-year basis, once you're three, four, five years into this thing, you're going to be doing something completely different from freshman year to senior year, most likely, because of the advances in technology, because of the advances in understanding the body that we learn every year. I mean, think of your whoop band, your Fitbit, right? Like, what you're learning every single day from yourself. These athletes can now take that information and pretty much just monetize it. So the, the school is giving them all this information. I'm sure there's going to be dietary and fitness and recovery on your site as well. It's not just going to be training, especially right off the bat. But the opportunity for these athletes to just take this information they've been given, utilize it, just essentially take a video of themselves and be like, here, I'm a Division One athlete. This is literally what I'm doing every day. This is what I would do if I was this age. This is what I would do if, if you know, I was seven kind of thing. And really being able to just take that information and just put it out there, it just seems so unbelievably easy it's then the marketing of it you guys are going to help with that obviously they're going to be able to help and use their brands and what they've learned and how they've done it to be able to push to it but the opportunity i think is huge and as you said 
you know, an athlete can post a hundred videos, not post for a year, but there's still a hundred videos there that that athlete had. So the opportunity for them to continuously make money is always going to be there. I think, I think, I think it's an awesome idea, man. I absolutely rooting for you guys. I think this is so cool. Yeah. Um, and just to really hit on that is like, I know from a quarterback, what I was learning when I was seven, if I threw like that now, I would never be here to be honest. Like I'm exactly. just, and like my throwing motion now is something that like, I, I actually, I, I drive up to Boston from Pennsylvania to fix my throwing mechanics and I'm a division one quarterback and I still have that much to fix. It's just because it changed so much and the stuff that I used to do, I have to break those habits and create something else. So it's like, it, it just, just alters and changes so much. And you know, like you're saying with Georgia, like, you know, they're putting that much money in for a reason. You know, they're, they're so, it's so important to train the right way at the right time to make sure you're preventing injuries and making sure you're performing the best. And, um, funny enough, we, we have, uh, we have Georgia football players oh, you actually do. signed. We no have, shit. Sorry, uh, man. I didn't mean to. Yeah, no, I, no, I didn't mean no, to I assume. Just, My apologies. No, no, you're good. We have um, actually from the football side of things. We have uh, Georgia. We have um, actually a five-star recruit in Tennessee signed up, um, and we have I want to say Notre Dame, USC. We have um, a pretty good receiver from USC already signed up. Like, um, and then we got some Michigan lacrosse players. We we have signed up to this point. We have like from top to bottom. We have we you know the interest is there from every level and that's that's the cool part is um, that, that that there is an interest from guys that are the top you know and that are going to these programs that are putting you know eighty million dollars into a, a facility and you know to make sure they're training right. That's awesome. Well, kudos, well deserved. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are going to crush it. So I'm so excited to see in a couple months. So when uh, give us some more information. Where can we like find everything? The socials. When expected again? Is is this going to come out? Give us a little bit more. Yeah, so um, we don't have a website up or anything right now because it's obviously under, you know, we're working on it right now. Um, so, I mean, really the mainstream way is just athlete underscore squared. Um, that's our Instagram um, tag. That's really where we're starting to, we just literally started making a push on there. Um, we're going to start getting out. Um, but from the athlete side of things, if any, you know, if any athletes are watching this or users are watching this, you can go to Tanner, you can email Tanner at athlete co. That's uh, C-O and you can shoot me an email and I can give you all the information you need. Um, we got to find a way to get more mainstreamed information without like using our website in a sense, like using another website instead of using our main one. So um, that's something we're looking to figure out. But um, that would, those two are probably the best ways to do it. And, you know, I'm obviously willing to give out any information or hop on a call to explain anything with anybody anyways. Love it, dude. Yeah. I'll put all that in the show notes for everyone so they can just check that out if they, if they love to, but Tanner, I think this is awesome. I think what you're doing again, 18 years old, what you're what you're capable of. I mean, the, the sky's the limit, man. So, good luck, uh, rooting for you. Obviously, me and hopefully everyone in the audience that's listening, 100% going to be rooting for you. What you're doing, how you're doing it, uh, and you know, hopefully you can. Because there's two sides, right? You're helping athletes make money through their name, image, and likeness. You're also helping, you know, younger younger athletes just learn the absolute best, you know, best of the best from the best of the best. I think that is so cool. And, uh, it's, it's such a great idea and, you know, absolutely rooting for you. So one more time, Tanner Maddox, Maddox, Maddox. I got it. Uh, quarterback at Villanova, founder of athlete squared Tanner. Really appreciate your time today. Time's the only thing we don't get more of. So thank you again for yours. Thank the audience for theirs. And other than that, man, hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks buddy. Yeah, thank you. Bye everybody. <laughs>